Hey, Merry Christmas, Cedar Valley. What? Welcome here. My name's Grant. My name's Rob. Yeah. And we're pastors here at Cedar Valley <laughs> Church. We are going to get the service started off for you this morning, and we're really excited because it's Advent season. Oh, it's first Advent. Yeah, in November. That came fast. Way, way too quick. Yeah. So, hey, welcome here. If this is one of your first times checking us out online, we'd love to especially welcome you. We'd love to get to know you better, and you can help us out do that by giving us a shout at hello at cedarvalley.ca, or even just drop a comment here. Yeah, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're at. And uh, for everyone watching, one of the best ways to stay informed about all the stuff going on, especially it's Advent season, right? So a lot of great things to yeah. do in the community. We're gonna give a bunch of that to you in just a moment, but follow us on Instagram, Facebook, head over to our website, cedarvalley.ca, sign up for our email newsletter. It's not just spam, it's good stuff. There's no. devotionals. There's no spam actually, <laughs> no spam, spam free. It's great, devotionals, prayer, <laughs> praise, information, ways to stay connected, so that's great. Sign up, follow us online. Stay in the loop. But right now, not spam, this evening at 7 p.m., we're having a congregational meeting, 7 p.m. online. It's a time where we want to update you on everything that's been happening, is going to happen, and how you can be a part of it. Our life and ministry at our church. It'll be hosted online through Zoom. You'll have links sent to you via email. If you don't get our emails, well, there's a perfect reason actually to sign up yeah. for our newsletter, right? Uh, but send us a message. Again, either at Instagram or at hellocedarvalley.ca or Facebook or just get a hold of us and we'll get you that information. It'll actually also be on our website as a link there. And you know what, hey everyone, right now we're in round two of some of our added restrictions, uh, right? Do Sports, you know, some of that stuff, all your groups, the clubs are canceled. So maybe you've spent way more time again at home with family yeah. or kids or maybe even the pets are a little bit Don't nuts. say it like that. You spend a lot of time at home. Actually, it's a lot of fun. I really have enjoyed the time with my wife at home. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Forced to spend time. But we want to give you an opportunity of something to do together, right? Yeah. Just make the best use of that time. This is so cool. We're really excited. We want to do a gingerbread house competition. We're inviting all of you to be part of it. What you can do is head over to our website, sign up because we want to get you the supply. So we need to know who's going to be involved in it. So, so sign up, fill out the little form. It'll just be a link on the site. Uh, let us know that you want in on this competition. So sign up and then next Sunday in the afternoon, so about 12 o'clock to one o'clock, come by the church here, Cedar Valley, pick up your gingerbread house kit. So you got one week to sign up for this, everyone get involved in the competition. Then you're going to get together as a family, as friends, whatever it is in your household, your bubble, make the Love best, that. most wild, creative gingerbread house you can post and submit your pictures, tag Cedar Valley church in them. And then the winners, the best, weirdest one or whatever, our staff, you know, we're going to do some judging. It's going to be good. It's going to be fair. Yeah. Well, that's sort of yeah. that too. The best one though is going to get a free family photo shoot coming up in this winter. So that's pretty good. I like that. It's not something they have to go out and pick up and buy even. We're going to supply you the kit. Yeah. You just have to come pick it up. So in addition to that, and lastly, in this exciting season mm -hmm. we're in, we're so used to opening up Advent calendars. I know I used to open them up as a kid. There's little windows of chocolate. Oh, wow, the anticipation just jacked by the sugar. Getting something fun each day until Christmas Day, right? But this year, not, not either or, but this year we're inviting you to do the opposite, a reverse Advent calendar. We're going to put a needed, non-perishable food item aside. This is the challenge. Every day this month, December 1st to 24th, and on Christmas Eve, pour out some love and blessing to our local food bank, St. Joseph's Food Bank. Mm. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, if they're looking for a way to be a light in the community, to 
just care for the community this season, join the Reverse Advent Calendar Challenge. You'll find actually a downloadable of that too on our website if you're the looking calendar. for the calendar, the calendar. what it looks yeah. like. Reverse Advent is so fun, hey? What a yeah. good term. Because this whole year feels reversed in a few ways, <laughs> but you know what? The sure. Good news, Jesus Christ, the gospel, none of that gets stopped by anything. So reverse Amen, Advent, we're gonna pour back out. But yeah, you know what, we, this season is super exciting. Advent season is just, we wanna be a light in the community and we wanna start this service off with a time of prayer. So just yeah. join me in that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning, God. Thank you for this season that has a feeling of sometimes a light at the end of the tunnel is kind of the <laughs> end of the year, but it's really the light of you coming present here. Yes. as a human. So we got four Advents, God, uh, right up until the day we celebrate your birth. Mm. First Advent today, God, I just pray that you are in the homes of everybody watching, uh, joining us this morning, whether it's today live, whether it is uh, later on in the week, God, but you just are there present, that you are blessing, that you are comforting, God. Mm. And we just ask too that you take what has been given to the work of Cedar Valley and the ministry of what we're trying to do in this community for your kingdom and just multiply it, God bless it. And just really help us show the good news of the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and what he can do to change our lives. So we pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, we're gonna get the service started off with a time of singing. So nice. our worship team, uh, a little bit ago, Brave the Cold. We went out to Firwood Forest, Christmas Tree Farm. We've got some great Christmas worship for you just to bring it, lead you in worship and praise in your homes this season. After that, we got a special presentation for Cedar Valley Kids. Mm. And then Pastor Doug is kicking us off into the Advent season series. We're going through the names of Jesus on mm. the next four Sundays coming up. Awesome. And like, did you know Jesus has about 198 different names or titles given to him? Well, I'm a pastor, so oh, I think sorry. I knew that. Yeah. You know, it's in like, it, but it's crazy to think, right? Yeah, year one Bible quiz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's right, so we're gonna go through at least five or four, maybe, I think, yeah. we'll see. Just touch So you me. have an icebreaker for us, or do you want me to share it with these guys? Well, yeah, I, he, there's a lot of stuff in a name, like a lot of meaning to them. Yeah, and that's right. do, do you know any of the meaning behind your name? Well, Robert. Yeah, <laughs> the full one. English is strength. Oh. Yeah, how Robert. about you? Uh, it's a gift, especially a grant. You know, you get a government <laughs> okay. grant. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. You are a gift to me and to all of us. So let's be honest about that. That's a good name for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And we're both, we're both Thomas, middle names. That's true. I actually oh. don't know that story behind Thomas. You don't know that? No, but maybe some of you know the yeah. story behind your name or a name you gave to some uh, mm. one of your kids, uh, something like that. Like, so head over to the comment section of Facebook or YouTube this morning, and just before we head into the whole thing, yeah. just let us know uh, any of the deep meaning or any connections that you've heard about your name or a name you've given, and we're gonna have a great morning. Yeah. Thanks, Cedar Valley. Thanks, Cedar Valley.
Hey Cedar Valley kids, this morning we've got a fun story video for you from a church called Saddleback and they have a great kids program and there's this story series they have that helps give us an understanding of what is going on with this whole Christmas story, especially the Bible story with Mary and Joseph and Jesus. You know, maybe you've heard about the manger scene, there's a donkey, all sorts of stuff. But this morning specifically, they're talking about Mary and Joseph. And see, the thing is Mary had to do a crazy scary thing for her because she was young and this angel came and talked to her. And I'm going to let the story the video tell you all about it but I want you to think about something while you're watching this story and then when your parents hear the amazing message from Pastor Doug this morning think about something scary you've had to do that was actually a really good thing maybe you know it was having to go rock climbing for the first time or going on like a really far hike or maybe it was simply just like eating some gross food or having to squish a bug but what's something scary you've had to do but you were able to kind of push through it and it ended up being very good for you Enjoy it. The story of Christmas, Mary and Joseph. This is Mary. Hi! You see, Mary was the mother of Jesus, but before that happened, she lived in the town of Nazareth. Mary had no children because she lived according to God's law <laughs> and had never been married. Oops! But she was engaged to marry a man named Joseph. One day, an angel came to Mary and said, Hi. Ah! That God had chosen Mary. The angel said, God is with you. But Mary was afraid and confused. Huh? She wondered what the angel was talking about. Then the angel said, Don't be afraid. God loves you and wants to use you in a great way. Uh, me? You will give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be the king forever. Uh, hold on. Mary asked, but how can this happen? For she was not married yet and knew that she couldn't have a child until she was married. But the angel told Mary that the Holy Spirit would make her pregnant. Wow. So that the baby born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Wow. The angel reminded her that nothing is impossible with God. So Mary decided to trust God and all that he had planned for her. Before their wedding, Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant. Wait, what? He thought she had done something wrong. Uh. But Joseph was a man of God and decided to break off the engagement quietly so no one around town would think badly of Mary. While Joseph was thinking about all this, an angel appeared to him in a dream. Oh. Uh, hi? The angel said, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Huh, why? The angel explained that Mary's baby was from God. Wait, what? The angel told Joseph that the baby's name would be Jesus, and he would save his people from their sins. Oh, wow. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel told him. Uh, hi. You right? Really? Yeah! And took Mary as his wife while she was still pregnant with the son of God. 
And so Joseph and Mary trusted in God, and the two followed the plan that God had given them to help bring the Savior into the world. Hi, my name is Mary. Today is First Advent, and I will be hanging the first ornament on our tree. And I will be reading from the names of Jesus. His name is Jesus. Born humbly in a manger, he came as a servant. God clothed as a carpenter, he taught us how to love, to give ourselves freely, and to follow the Father no matter what the cost. Many came to him, repentant and broken ready to be filled with his love and believing that he was the Messiah, God walking among men. Those whose hearts were cold turned against him, unable to know him, they sent him to die. But no stone could hold the Son of God, and on the third day he rose from the dead, conquering sin and death forever. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Luke 1, verse 31-32. He was named Jesus. The name was given by the angels before he was conceived. Luke 2, verse 21. You know, it was one of those moments that I really wasn't prepared for, even though I had been anticipating this for quite some time. <laughs> my hands were shaking, my heart was pounding, and not long after that, tears just started streaming down my cheeks. And yet I was overwhelmed with joy completely oblivious to all of my surroundings. I held her in absolute awe. Our first child had just been born. And we named her Jocelyn. Now, to the rest of my kids, yes, you're all special too. But she was the first. And that day, changed our world, as small as it was, forever. It's amazing how something so small changes your lives forever. Well, let's go back 2,000 years to the birth of another child, to a young couple in a stable in absolute awe over whom they held a day that would change not just their lives, but that would change the world forever. Now, let's go nine months before that, the moment that God said, it is time. The world has waited long enough. Maybe God said to the angels, do you see that really cute couple down there? <laughs> yeah, they're the ones. They are about to get the surprise of their lives. 
I, I wonder if the angels lined up hoping that they would be the one to bring this incredible news, to deliver the grandest of announcements to this unsuspecting couple. Now, let's go back again. This time, a minimum of 4,000 years, maybe more. Come back with me for a few moments to the garden. On that day, that was so beautiful and yet so horrible. A day and a decision that would change the world. In the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 8, we're told that God planted a garden in the east, in Eden. Somewhere in Mesopotamia, we're not really sure. You know, it's limited description in the Bible in the early chapters of the book of Genesis really don't do its grandeur and beauty justice. This creation was an actual paradise. There has never been a garden quite like it since. This was a gift from God to the man and the woman. And all of the garden's glorious delights were just for them. Well, almost all. There was a tree about in the middle of the garden that was not for them. And God commanded, do not eat the fruit of that tree. If you do, you will die. Imagine that day so many years ago that started just as perfect as all the days before. It doesn't say how long they looked longingly at that tree, how long they drooled over that pleasing fruit, but eventually, with some encouragement from that crafty old snake, they reached out, they took a bite, and oh, it was so good. But soon it would leave a bitter, bitter taste in their mouths. That decision, that action, that disobedience, it changed everything. You know, Quickly, they did the best to cover their bodies, but they could not cover their sin. And that action caused death to arrive, just as God said that it would. Now, as far as we know, Adam and Eve had lived up till that point in a world where nothing had died before. But now, animals, were killed to make a covering for the couple. The death of the relationship between the man and the woman and God came into place. And they were banished from the garden. Have, have you ever been chased away from every, anything, told not to come back? I remember as kids, just across the road from where we grew up was a farmer and he had a beautiful farm. 
Much of it was beautiful flowers and trails and paths, all types of fruit growing and little ponds. And we, we weren't often allowed to go there. Now, he did take clippings and cuttings of these beautiful flowers and bring them over to my mom. I remember that as a kid. And then we were invited over once into the back of the garden. We had all of these fruit trees, and he told us, you can pick these apples. And so we went through the garden, and we were running along the paths and jumping over the stones and, and throwing rocks into the pond. And we went back, and we started to pick some apples. Well, we got bored just with that tree, and we migrated to another one. And we got bored of that, and we started picking up apples and throwing them at the cows in the field. And then all of a sudden, the farmer walks over the hill, and he sees us. And he starts yelling. We weren't supposed to be picking from that tree. Now, in my young mind, I don't recollect being told that we couldn't pick from that tree. But obviously, we weren't supposed to. And he chased us right off his yard with yells and screams, and we ran all the way home. And I don't remember going back to that garden for years and years after that. But this being banished had much more serious consequences for the man and the woman, Adam and Eve. They were driven away from the presence of God. Sin now separated them from God. This had never happened before. And then, unfortunately, we find out for ourselves, you and I, all these years later, that all generations that were to follow, every single person born in this entire world would inherit a sin nature from Adam. We read here in 1 Corinthians 15, 21-22 that death came through a human being for as in Adam all die. It's been transferred to us, this sinful nature. And you know what? That is a huge problem that we cannot overcome. We daily live and see out the effects of sin. A damaged world, broken relationships, sorrow and pain and hurt and anguish. Something needed to be done. And it had to come from God. So even... In that moment of darkness, there was a light. Even in that devastation, there was hope. For if we read in Genesis 3, 15, a very interesting part of that verse, he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Right in the middle of God's condemnation and punishment of the serpent, we find this little glimpse of the gospel. That's right. Way back there, there's a reference to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And though he would be wounded, he would be victorious and bring life to all. And although as Satan challenges God, he says, well, I could... I could hang him on a cross and kill him. And God says, yes, you could. 
but he will still win. And so will all those who believe in him. See, God was already looking forward thousands of years from that moment in the garden. Yeah, during that all, all that time, from then till the birth of Christ, access to God was really limited to the high priests, a few select visiting angels, and through sacrifice. And then 2,000 years ago, I imagine God saying to the heavenly host, it is time. And then came the angel's visit to a terrified and bewildered young woman named Mary. And then to a confused young man named Joseph. You know, being engaged, they had likely talked about having a family. But at this point, they had made no plans of starting one. And yet God's word and desire expressed through the angel were very clear. The angel said to Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 31, you are to call him Jesus. And then a little bit later to Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus. We read in Matthew 1, 21. And then nine months later, God declared to the rest of the world in the most wonderful and yet really odd way that it is time. Christmas, when the holy God became holy man. And now 2,000 years later, we find ourselves at the beginning of another advent. The Christmas season has finally arrived. Now, it's not about how many shopping days are left or who is still on your gift-buying list or the work party that you could be going to, although if you haven't figured it out by now, you're probably not having a work party this year. See, those things have really nothing to do with the season of Advent. See, the season of Advent, this theme we call Advent, really gets its origins from the Greek and the Latin regarding the second coming of Christ. It's an anticipation of the return of Jesus. But today, now, in the four weeks leading up to Christmas, we focus primarily on Jesus' initial, his first arrival on earth. We talk about the story of Christmas and many of the personalities involved in that incredible story. This year, we've decided at Cedar Valley that our focus for Advent will be on the names of Jesus. We want to take a closer look at the prominent names that help to define who Jesus is. And to start on this Sunday, we're going to look at the name Jesus itself. Now, Jesus' name is found over 1,300 times in the Bible. But it's interesting that that name is not exclusive to the Son of God. It's a very popular name in Spanish-speaking cultures, Jesus. And yet we find that Jesus 
It's a Greek form of the Hebrew word Joshua or Yeshua, specifically meaning the Lord saves. Now let's take a look at Matthew 121 again, the larger part of the verse. You were to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. You know, we may not consider ourselves to be sinners, or even worse, you may not like being called a sinner. You know, often our minds want to reserve that term for maybe just the worst of the worst of society. But we can ignore it, we can deny it, but that doesn't make it any less true. See, unfortunately, we all have a natural bent towards bad, even if we're good. And unfortunately for us, a holy God cannot coexist with an unholy people. But this is the joy of Jesus. This is the life of Jesus. This is why that name is so tremendous, because he brings us new life. And so, let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 15.22 again, but the second half of that verse. First half told us that sin came through to all of us through Adam, but check this out. So in Jesus, all will be made alive. Isn't that not incredible? Through the one man, death. Through the other man, life. I'd like to read for you a passage from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through to 21. Just listen to these incredible words. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. How truly amazing that we didn't deserve it. Jesus, representing God in his salvation, the Lord saved, has now reconciled us to God. See, before Jesus, we could not really approach God, and that limited our ability to know him in a close relational way. And yet in Jesus, there is now a way to know God. Check out John chapter 1, verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son has made him known. If you know Jesus, 
you know God. See, even Moses, who met with God on the mountain, even he couldn't look on God's glory. He was told to turn his face into the rock, and God would pass by, cover his face with his hand, and then as his goodness passed by, he would reveal himself to Moses. And he came down with an incredible sunburn-like glowing radiance off his entire face. See, the closest really we got was through priests who would take the offering into the center of the tabernacle. That was the Old Testament church. And they would go right into the center, the heart of that small dwelling called the Holy of Holies. And they would present the offering to God. And this is only by a, a select few people to represent the rest of us. But now we can know God through His Son. If you want to know what God is like, get to know Jesus. We're told in Colossians 1 verse 15, the Son is the image of the invisible God. You know, want to know what God looks like? Cast your eyes on Jesus. Read the Word and what Jesus is, who He is, and you will get a beautiful image of who God is. And one last thing I really want us to understand, that Jesus has and will have ultimate authority. This is an amazing verse in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11, actually a few verses. This part right here. God gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. There's no escaping. It doesn't matter where you end up. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. There will be a day when we will need to answer for every thought, word, and deed. And you know what? Your, your good looks and your good works, they won't save you. Only Jesus can do that. And you will acknowledge his authority. And together, as we get to know Jesus, we will willingly give that authority to him over our lives as he saves and gives us life. You know, there, honestly, there are days that <laughs> when I don't mess up too bad that I think, well, I'm doing okay. Um, do I really need all this saving stuff? But I really do. And I'm so glad that Jesus is there to do that for me. He has changed my life. You know, it's even possible for some people to think that, well, maybe they're not even acceptable to God. Well, on your own, you're not. Just like all of us. But through Jesus Christ, it's another thing altogether. You are not only accepted, but embraced and loved and given a life that you could have in no other way than through Jesus Christ. And that is why Jesus came. That is Jesus, the Christ. 
we're going to have a, a tremendous time these next few weeks up to Christmas as we look at who Jesus is, the names of Jesus, as we celebrate this Christmas and this time of Advent together. And let us pray. Our God, we thank you for this opportunity to get to know you. The awesomeness of, of who you are, the, the creator and sustainer of life. And God, we can know you through your son Jesus, that incredible name that represents who you are through your son. God, as we approach this Christmas time, may we be drawn to you and to your love through your son Jesus. God, may this be an incredible story that we can tell. God, and for each of us, wherever we are on our understanding or journey with Jesus, may this time you become even more aware to us. May we become more aware of who you are and invite you in to our lives as our Savior. Continue with us as we celebrate this time of Christmas. Thank you, God, for the blessings that you give. Amen. It's great to be with you again, Cedar Valley. We will uh, continue to celebrate the generous and great love of God during this Christmas time. Goodbye. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been a great morning, a great way to kick yeah. off the Advent season. It, it's feeling Christmassy, right? Like, we've got some nice decorations here. It's feeling warm. Uh, maybe you're holding off until December actually starts at home. But there's, there's a nice thing about an Advent season that is really focusing, exactly what you brought this morning, focusing on Jesus. Yeah. Literally, back to the core. It's not doctrine and dogma and systematic this and that. It's yeah. Jesus Christ yeah. on earth. So... Yeah. Yeah, you know, just Jesus is just so much the core. And one thing I would encourage us to do is just, just continue to be in awe of actually who Jesus is. Mm. You know, he can sometimes be dismissed, but there's so much in that name. It really goes deep and allowing ourselves to consider really what that name means. Yeah. Um, right. in, in your experience, what, uh, what have you experienced really the name of Jesus to be? Right. Well, you know, I, I mean, uh, what's unfortunate is times it's used as a curse word on job mm -hmm. sites. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, used as uh, sometimes a political like card or a yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just used for the sake of popularity. But I think the yeah. main thing, like you talked yeah. about, there's authority and yeah. power. Clearly, it's cultural to the point of yeah. 2,000 years right. later, we're still yeah. bringing it back yeah. up. So I don't know, for me, this whole season with governing restrictions, everything, we're learning a lot about authoritative expertise Ooh, right who we follow yeah. there's even just some uh oh what's <laughs> i'm stumbling for words here but yeah some virtue in in even following authority and i think sometimes we lose that sake with jesus because he's you know we have songs that he's our buddy right and you, he's your so buddy, compassionate and yeah kind, right? it's almost too yes. easy that yeah. you don't have a sense of real authority mm -hmm. so suddenly now his his teachings his statements and the fact that right. he did die for us and he yeah. expects us to have that service for other people yeah. has a huge weight. Yeah. Oh, that's such a tremendous thing to understand and allow to be real in our lives for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, Cedar Valley, this week, dwell on that, focus on that. How is the authority yeah. of Jesus and yeah. what does his name, that name of being savior in your right. life, 
mean to you? And if you don't know Jesus personally, you know, where this isn't an altar call Ooh, kind of opportunity, great. but we would love to chat with you. And this oh, is kind of one yeah. directional through camera. Yeah. So you know what? We've got an email address. We have a phone number. We'll throw it up here on the screen, but uh, we would love to have a pastor get in touch with you if that's something that you're wondering about, right? Like, what does it actually mean to have Jesus in your life? Because right. it seems like a far off thing, yeah. but it's and, a real relationship. And that is so good that we would love to have that discussion with you um, about what does it mean to have Jesus in your life. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Cedar Valley. Have a great week. All right. Thanks.